I've got a giant, pulsating, unexplained phenomenon. The queen is a lizard. I've left bloodstains on the carpet. Top 10 saddest anime deaths. Why don't you come and explain this cryptid? Scooby-Doo monsters unleashed. I've got an unexplained sighting to show you. I'm feeling Illuminati. Give me another mystery, Daddy. Oh, this goes all the way to the top. It's a conspiracy. I've never been to school. Oh no, all my theories are leaking out of me. Ah! Those leaks are gonna ruin the upholstery. And welcome to Sticky Leaks, the most sensational, gorgeous, salacious, unforgiving podcast released in the year of destruction that is 2021 AD. I am Amy Alexandra Neild and I'm here with my good friend, confidant and colleague, Dr. James Collins. You didn't sound confident. Pardon? You didn't sound confident when you introduced me just then. Well, you've got a difficult track record, I would yeah, say. So, you know, I think you're going to have to prove yourself over the course of this episode just to make sure that the fans stay on side for you. I mean, I don't feel like I ever have to prove myself. Do you know, I have a constant thing all the time where I'm like, I th- and I think, I actually, I know that you feel this as well. It's like, I really miss my window not going on Big Brother. And I really think mm. I would have done well. <laughs> speaking of fan, re- <laughs> speaking of fan reception, you know. Absolutely, I remember being in year seven, and we had to fill out one of those books of like what you want to do when you're older and what your goals or ambitions. And everyone else was filling filling them out, being like, "I want to be a pop star. I want to be an actor." And I literally sat there in my year seven classroom doing the calculations to work out which season of Big Brother I would be <laughs> able to go on when I hit eighteen. And I think I'd worked it out as like Big Brother ten or something. So, yeah, and I, you I literally been wrote 10. down. I literally wrote down, "I want to win Big Brother ten. And they kind of like looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like is, is there anything else is there any, anything else you can do but no <laughs> yes you would be on because t- i would have been on big brother 11 i remember that like and that was the very last big brother um mm. ed well ed on channel 4 with davina mccall which is yeah what i would, like, what, no I would want to meet davina um because they did a few like sketchy seasons with like brian dowling and then they were like they moved on to emma willis who is like the perfect replacement obviously but she isn't davina yeah, so I, I worked out because I would have been eligible for Big Brother 11. Um, and that was against Josie, who was actually a Bristol legend, just like me. I'm not even from Bristol. You can't claim to be from literally everywhere in the country. Doesn't work It like says that. Bristol on my passport, but I've only lived there, technically lived there for six months as an infant baby. So I haven't really like seen the sights or had a night out there. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I was, I was absorbing it as a child like Josie was. So there's a little bit of com- camaraderie there. So, but um no yeah i don't know but that was a bad season and so was 10 actually big brother 10 was a bad season 
that was, was shit. Dogface won that one, didn't she? When they made yeah, that girl change her name to Dogface. Yeah. <laughs> okay, literally us. <laughs> I. <laughs> literally would have done that in a heartbeat i would have yeah i just would have accepted it like with one of those like fatalistic kind of approaches if they'd been like you have to like rename yourself to Dogface, i'd have just been like well i guess i've got to do it you know it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me and then a halfway is definitely the easier option like it's like a really a kind of archaic insult and who cares i'd happily be halfway yeah. would you i'd rather be Dogface. I want, like, if I'm going to get an aggressive nickname, I want it to be... Oh, no, no, if I'm if I'm going to get a stupid nickname, I want it to be as aggressive as possible. See, I'd, um, yeah, because... I'd rather be called cunt. I think anything to do with, like, physical appearance, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is too close to the bone for me, personally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd rather be called vicious little piece of shit cunt, and that be my literal legal name I have to write on, like, my tax return, than be, like, be called dogface. <laughs> Because I'm normal. What is dog face as an insult? Oh, honestly, who knows? Dog, dogs are nice. Dogs have got nice faces, I think. I currently have my dog staying with me, and he is a nice a nice boy. Um, but I'm constantly paralysed by fear and anxiety that he is going to die in my living room. So I shouldn't really have dogs. I shouldn't be solely responsible for anything, I think. That's the lesson. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm constantly paralysed by fear that I might die at any point. So I understand. I literally don't give a fuck about my own death. Like, I'm not scared of death in any way. Is that weird? It's like the Uh, last thing from my mind. I care more about pain. I'm scared of pain. Like, dying painfully is scary. But I don't care about actually dying. I am terrified of death. Because you know how FOMO, like, rules my life? Mm -hmm. The idea that there's people existing after... I die and that I won't be there to like go and get drunk with them really freaks me out. Like I would be happy if the entire world ended in like a massive asteroid or nuclear attack and we were all dead, but I wasn't going to miss out on anything. I suppose we'd all get to hell at the same time and we'd all like, you know, it's quite cute. It's like when you go on holiday for the first time to like a new place and you'll like discover it together and you like explore the local area. That'd be us in hell all at the same time, which would be quite nice. (laughs) Going As opposed to the local to like, supermarket in hell to go and pick up some like cheap bottles of wine and, and get an orangina holiday drink. <gasps> yeah. But like, because um, I mean, if you died first and I came like a year later, you've probably like set up your life in hell. You've like established yourself. You like know what's going on. And it's like, it's going to be more difficult for me to like, a, like acclimatize, you know? Yeah, that's true. I I guess like I would have like a mortgage in hell. Um, yeah, obviously. I'd be like interning with satan all of that kind of thing but it's okay because i'd like introduce you to all of my friends in hell so you'd have like a ready-made friendship group i suppose it's a bit like um when you go uh traveling and you go and like stay in a hostel and you have to go and meet everyone that's there and like learn who the characters are and shit (laughs) it's like when you went to melbourne i was like trying to set you up on a friend with with my friend from melbourne but he never turned up yeah (laughs) Basically, I'll just be, I'll just continue to be socially rejected wherever the fuck I am. Um, yeah, no matter what astral plane you're on. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. The Speaking one of thing death. That... <laughs> I was, was that... going to do a segue into this. <laughs> oh, go on then. Fine. Go on, you no, do a segue. No, 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 it's fine. You do the segue. 
Um, were you talking about a segue as in like one of those things that people do on walking tours and you would do that in hell? Yes. Yeah, okay, fair. Well, my segue was speaking about dead people and we're talking about a dead person today. Um, you Ooh. well, you know well and good who this is. Don't even pretend to, that you don't. It's little. It's our lady die. Die did die. God rest her soul. God rest her sad little soul. Um, she is a dead princess, just like just like I will be one day. Um, and I'm do you know? Do you know what? There's a lot of mystery surrounding Princess Diana's death, and I'm here today to set it all to rights and tell you how die did die. You ready? How did I die? How did I die? I've named it this week. Who killed Princess Diana? Because I've already just, like, from the jump, it's a murder, by the way. It wasn't an accident. That's clear enough. Um, Who killed Princess Diana? Colon, the curse of the crab. I've been cursed with crabs many times in my life. But this sounds... No, I've never had I've, I've never had sex, James. Come on. Oh yeah, I forgot. I, I did had... have scabies, which is a form of crabs. You've had everything. I haven't had that many things. I'm all right. <laughs> Famously, I did a shit sample of the day, thinking I had IBS or you know lactose intolerance or celiac or whatever, and it came back absolutely fine, absolutely neutral, <laughs> neutral guts, Sw- Swiss guts. Oh. That's like, embarrassing for you. I know, I, I was like really, guts. because I was like, why am I constantly shitting and having issues with my colon? There must be something that I can like treat and cure. No, it's just my lot in life. Just got weird guts. Anyway. You've just, you've just like greased the pipes of your bowel with pepperoni pizza. That's what you've done. I mean, they're literally the cause best. of, the, there is a thing I can do, a, a solution to my gut problem, which is to stop eating really cheap pepperoni pizza. Which is my one, which is my, not my one, my biggest vice. I honestly can't get enough of this stuff. It has to be as greasy and as bad for me as possible. Domino's and Papa John's can fuck off. I want like a local shit, greasy, bad, like where a horrible takeaway where everyone in there is like really mask and aggressive. And they throw mm-hmm. that pizza on the floor and I'm like, I take it up like a greedy little whore. That's what I I'm mean, all if, about. If a takeaway doesn't come with a side of a hate crime, then it's not worth having. IMO. Exactly. Why would you want? Why would you want that for yourself? You like you don't want someone to be nice to you when you're like ordering depression takeaway, do you? You want someone to really make you feel worse so that the food solves it even more. I get. I know. And like, I love being like absolutely like negged by the delivery people when they come to my house, and they often do. And they like will when they recognise me or or say something like, "See you tomorrow." The other day I was walking in Brick Lane and a delivery driver uh, recognised me. <laughs> what? Like genuinely, like literally like waved at me. And I like didn't recognise him because I see such a flurry of these people all the time. Cut, it cut me to the core. Oh my God, that is dark. <laughs> I, I, I would kill myself if that happened to me. I, I, I went... just wouldn't be able to cope with it. <laughs> I went to the void. I absolutely like tumbled <laughs> backwards into like a soundless void, like in Under the Skin. Um... <laughs> There used to be a pizza place. Like, do you remember that pizza place around the corner from my old house in Broccoli that was like oh really my God, good pizza? So good, yeah. It was so good, and I used to go there all the time. And one year I did veganuary, um, <laughs> and I obviously didn't go there for a whole month. And I went on literally like the first of February, and I went in, and the guy who worked there was like, "Oh, I thought you'd moved." <laughs> <laughs> so you skip one weekend. 
And he's like, bitch, <laughs> I, I thought you were in hospital. What's going on? Are you all right? Do you want to talk about it? Anyway, let's talk about this poor dead bitch. Um, okay, so the incident in question happened on the early hours of the 31st of August, 1997. I am, how old were you then? You were like 16 then, probably. I'd I wasn't just even turned born. seven. Yeah. Oh, you had just turned seven. That's right by your birthday. Mm. Um, Virgo season. Was in Virgo season. What, Ooh. I mean, what does that say to you? Does that, Virgos, planning, planned, was it planned? Who knows? Let's find out. Mm. Yes, early hours of that day, Diana, Princess of Wales, died in a hospital in France, Paris. France, France comma Paris, with her partner Dodi Alfayed and the driver of their car. Um, was it a car crash or was it murder? Amy, over to you, was it? I strongly believe it was murder. There's no um, way that that happened just by accident. Absolutely no way. It's like I a slippery tunnel. I won't take it. I won't no. take it. Just Yeah, it's a slippery tunnel like your small intestine. Thank you. And like, I think, I believe that, I, well, I'd hope if I was in a car crash, um, in a mysterious car crash, that all of you would be on my side and be like, he was murdered. Because like, even if it was a car crash, it just adds a little bit of drama, you know, an extra layer, mm. which I do appreciate. Mm. Okay, mm. so I'm going to give you a little bit of backy G about this woman. So apparently she's called Diana, um, born 1st of July, 1961, a cancer. She first met... Um, Prince of Wales, Charles, this man, um, who was who was like twelve years older than her. She was sixteen at the time, and he was twenty-eight. Absolutely. I mean, mean. sorry, paedophile. I like. I know sixteen is technically legal, but I'm like twenty-eight is a year younger than you. Uh, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let it out. If you were like you, if you were born in nineteen ninety-one, I mean, obviously you were born in two thousand and one. Thank you. But, like, would you have gone out with a 16-year-old two years ago? I barely can be around anyone younger than 25. It's just not yeah. for me, hun. Like, it, 16-year-olds are real. like, you're going through a lot of that age. You're probably starring in Euphoria. Like, you have a lot on your plate. You're also just fucking annoying. No disrespect to teens. I love Gen Z. But, like, fucking hell, everyone who's 16 is really annoying. Everyone who's anywhere between the age of like five and 25 are annoying and that's just across the board so why would you want to fucking marry one exactly it's horrid and also like if you marry someone that young they're always just going to remind you of how old you are i wouldn't want to do that to myself psychologically i think this is like this is the classic straight thing though like for us because we're dating people as a, we're as not a, dating anyone james come on well <laughs> theoretically <laughs> as a gay man i would date another gay man who would have similar experiences in life to me maybe and like it's a, it's a different kind of relationship to a heterosexual relationship and maybe men straight men love that weird power dynamic of being older and liking the youthful woman yeah there's a there's a reason why like one of the most popular porn categories is like barely legal in it yeah oh it's like that whole thing of all straight men are pedophiles yeah i know what you mean yes yeah <laughs> so this lad charles 28 not a lad a man he was dating Diana's older sister at the time, but he took a serious interest in Diana because he was literally like, okay, your sister's cool, but she's not 16. You are. Let's go. Oh. And he invited her to, to watch him play polo. <laughs> what, an, <laughs> what an alluring thing. Come and watch me play oh, polo that... with my chums. 
Is that like the aristocracy version of when you were 16 and you had a boyfriend and he invited you out to watch him play Xbox? I think I think like, so, yeah. Or in my narcissistic yeah. case, um, sending people <laughs> sending people on Tinder my stand-up set. <laughs> <laughs> Have you genuinely done that? Yeah, like four times. I think it's just because people be like, it's like a teaser trailer, isn't it? It's like a trailer for, for me, the life. It's like, this is what you, this is what you kind of expect <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> so this is why they should make a dating app that you can put in people's star signs so I can block all Leos because I, I don't want any of that nonsense. <laughs> you can do that on Hinge. I would, what, you have to pay for like the premium, I think. And they gave, do you know when they give you like a premium for like a month once sometimes? Yeah. Like on LinkedIn, they was like, they're so desperate. And you can do that. And I blocked all Pisces and anyone over six foot because what on earth would I do with someone over six foot? It would just look ridiculous. <laughs> you could be taken for piggybacks. I just don't want to, I just don't like standing near tall people. Like, like yeah, on the tube when you're like enough. in a forest of tall men and you're just like, like oh. desperately trying to hold on. It's horrible. You're in the armpit. Yeah, it's, in, the, it's in the absolute armpit. Yeah. Mm. Um. So this lad, Charles, like he's literally just, it's such a boring, rich royal straight man thing he just like brings her to things like polo games yachts balmoral different castles just like tarts are about this girl this poor girl is 16 she's like barely through gcse and he's just gonna fucking yacht and go to balmoral and meet the queen it's so boring um yeah it's like do you remember where were you ever dragged to old castles as a young child constantly on i grew up in northumbria northumbria is full of castles oh oh like no, that is, that's the worst day out in the world is when your parents make like a packed lunch and take you for a walk and go and see a castle. I would, I, I, I never want to do that again in my life. And imagine if someone you were dating did that to you. No, thank you. Literally, and at Horrid. 16, you don't, like, I feel like you don't have a lot of choices in your life. And at 16, you're like, oh, great, another castle, cool. Exactly. That's, that's... If I was Diana, I'd want to go out shagging and drinking, not going to see more castles. No, thanks. Literally. Exactly, and she's in. The, it's in Boring. the 80s. It's gonna be fun. Like she's got a fun, flirty hairstyle, but yeah, she's just trudging up some fucking moor with Charles to stare at some bricks. Boring. So at Windsor, he was introduced to Charles's mum, Beth, and Phil, the dad. Um, they were like chill, cool vibes, whatever, because they'd hated his last girlfriend, Camilla, because she wasn't a virgin. So she was absolutely chopped because she's a massive old slag, and Diana was a was a virginal child. Diana was a child, so they were like, okay, cool, get her in the van, essentially. That's how royalty works in this country. Um, Prince Philip is the child catcher. Uh, literally, and then let's let's not talk about his, son, his other son. So, yeah, he proposed when Diana was 17, fucking hell, in Pisces season of all times. And they got married in St. Paul's Cathedral, and it was like the wedding of the decade. 750 million people watched it on TV sad yeah but i want 750 million people watching my wedding like would you would you tune in to watch someone else's wedding that you don't know like why would you do that no do you know what i did watch both of the most recent royal weddings why uh because there was nothing on telly at the time actually the first time um amy netflix exists why would you (laughs) why why are you (laughs) hanging around like in the middle of a day on a saturday watching telly uh yeah i can't really remember why i did it the first time but i remember the did second the time women get i was like i was on a come down the second time and i like couldn't move so i just thought i'd put the royal wedding on let's see megan get hitched 
Yeah. I, I didn't interact with either of them. But it was like Kate's butt being a thing was was the thing of that wedding. Whereas this one was like her mass Gina's massive like train on her dress and everyone was like vibes okay cool but um at the altar she was kind of like a bit of a renegade and she didn't like there's usually a line that says i will obey you and diana was like didn't say it and it was a massive controversy at the time um Ooh, what a girl boss i mean ultimate girl boss vibes so she was automatically acquired the rank of highest the third highest female in the british order of precedence after beth and beth's mum and then five years into the marriage it all kind of fell apart they're massive age gap incompatibility and charles still fucking camilla was issues essentially they were like camilla gather picture babe here have andrew and andrew was like too old so by like 1987 the cracks in the marriage was like cray cray and then that was further compounded by these two scandals one called camilla gate and one called squidgy gate and <laughs> in, in which different affairs from the two of them were leaked it was uh diana and this man called james gilby who was they were like that was squidgy gate and she was calling him squidgy and being creepy um and charles with camilla there was a leaked audio clip of him saying that he wanted uh, um camilla to put him in her like a tampon (laughs) that is that's that's it's not (laughs) behavior of someone who's well adjusted is it (laughs) but can you imagine like those two people (laughs) those two like like not like oh my god charles and camilla speaking like that is hilarious to me oh it's just like there are so many different things that you could say to someone if you're trying to have phone sex with them and i i reckon let me pop you in me like I'm... a tampon it, it, <laughs> tampon play cosplaying <laughs> as a tampon <laughs> it's my clock girl summer <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think I feel like it would probably be like at the bottom of my list of like things to say if I was trying to shag someone. I mean, it would be generally. It would kind of be a bit, you know, uh, left field for me to start talking about that during my uh, during my sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I'm like your, actually... your weekly scheduled Zoom sex sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Although I did once put a tampon in me, but I'd soaked it in vodka first, and it got me really drunk, and I threw up on a girl's oh shoes. Did that work? Yeah. I remember when kids were dying of it. Oh yeah, like it's really dangerous apparently because it goes straight to your bloodstream. But um, it was one of the first times I met Phoebe and um, I made her put a vodka soaked tampon in my ass in the bath. <laughs> and she was more than willing to do that. Um, so, you know. <laughs> it's good to have friends, isn't it? It's good to have it's friends. It's good to have friends. And then I was sick on the dance floor in a girl's shoes. Being 21, eh? <laughs> Necessary medical procedure. Circumcising Grandad. Starring Michael Gambon as a feisty young granddad who just wants to keep his foreskin. And his family like, no, 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 jump that off, Grandad. What's a little bit of skin between family? Circumcising Grandad in cinemas in 2025. Maybe. And also on Hulu on demand tomorrow. Van Allen. Look, I'm sorry to bother you, but I've had a bit of an accident and I need some help quick. I was out in Home Bargains in Bevelden, having a bit of a browse, when I saw a limited edition bottle of Lenore I've never seen before. 
tell you, I got so excited I shit me knickers and now all the staff are asking me to leave, but I can't. Not till I've gone through checkout. There's a security guard in here walking towards me with a baseball bat, so I haven't got much time. Can someone come down here with a packet of baby wipes? Give me a quick clean-up before the guards get me, please. Uh, I'm on aisle four, I think. I haven't got any money, but I'll give you an autograph and you can keep the knickers. Thanks. Please hurry! So, yeah. So, basically, they announced their separation in, like, 1992. The Prime Minister announced it. Weird. Our country's weird. Um, God. Diana blamed Camilla for the, for the marital troubles, famously saying... Um, there's three of us in this marriage, so it's a bit crowded. Like, hashtag burns. Um, Mate, but... polyamory's a thing. Get on board. God, not in 1993, it wasn't. Um, Diana wrote to her butler, Paul Burrell, who was, I feel like, a big celeb in the noughties, and everyone was, like, wanting to get a piece of Paul Burrell for some reason. Didn't he go on, like, I'm a celeb? I feel like he did. The I think he did. Guy. I recognise the name, and I don't yeah. know much about royal history, so I assume he's been in a reality TV show. He's definitely one of those people who, like, is obsessed with being famous. Um, So Diana wrote to him because Charles was now in love with his personal assistant, who was their son's former nanny. And Diana was very paranoid about that the entire time they were, that she was in the picture, that Charles was interested in the the nanny called, she's called Tiggy Leg Book. (laughs) Rich people, man. Tiggy Leg Book. (laughs) Rich people are so fucking weird. So, and Diana wrote to him, this is in writing, that Charles is planning to have her killed to make the path clear for him to marry Tiggy. God. Which, you know, it's going to set the stage for what's coming, what's to come. Um, I think, I think the so, like, scared of very rich people is that I know that they could arrange to have me killed at any moment. So, well, like, yeah, literally. People who are, like, really powerful, I just always know that they could get me shot in the Ice head you. somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going like to do to you. We are, but I've talked about that with you, so it's not going to be a surprise. Yeah. I've arranged Amy's death already, dear listeners. It's going to be really nice, actually. I'm going to get you on some kind of a mellow drug where you're kind of like really spacey and having a nice time. And I let you loose in a very like lowly populated Ikea. Like lots of people milling about, but no one's like in your way. No one's like, you know, at the specific thing you're looking at. So you're not, you're not troubled by anybody, but it's, it's not like empty enough to be scary. So you kind of, you wander around, you maybe had your vegetarian meatballs already. And you just like you like thumbing through the soft furnishings, and I just gently sniper you in the back of the head. <laughs> it's very quiet. You land in the cushions, and that's that. Oh, honestly, what I can't think of a better way to go. That's actually yeah. calmed me right down. I'm no longer soft piano death. music playing over the speakers the whole time. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I just like strangle you and throw you in a skip. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. No, I want to be catapulted into Times Square, into one of the billboards. <laughs> like, maximum maximum carnage. Maximum, like, like, eyeballs, you know? And you'd, like, splat on it, like, when a bird flies into a window, and you just fall down it really, really slowly, and all your, like, organs would go everywhere. Absolutely love it. And I'd I love be there. that for you. It would take ages to get me down as well. <laughs> It'd be a thing. Yeah, you'd start going off. There'd be loads of, like, pigeons and stuff. But I'd die in a fun pose, and everyone's, like, commenting on it. I'm probably wearing like a really cool outfit, I'd say. So yeah, basically after the divorce, Diana got with this dude called Dodi Al-Fayed, who is the son of Muhammad Al-Fayed, this kind of, I actually can't remember what he does. He's he's just rich. He's one of those kind of, he's just a rich person. Um, does he own Harrods? Oh, he does, doesn't he? That's him. Yeah. So Diana was dating Dodi, had like a ni- lovely nice time. Um, and they 
eventually in 1997 um, went on holiday to Paris together. <gasps> romantic, so, or is it? Cat, well, romantic until she dies in a car crash. So another cancer, Henry Paul, he was the head of security at the Ritz, uh, was their driver when they were in Paris. And at just past midnight on the 31st of August, they left the Rue Cambon, which is this big old hotel, drove away from like 30 photographers, paparazzi were chasing them, and they entered a, a, a tunnel at about 65 miles an hour, about twice the tunnel's speed limit. Sp- the car spun out, hit a stone wall, and uh, Dodie and the other guy were killed on impact, and Diana was rushed to hospital but later died from her injuries. That's how Diana died. But what was really at play? Do you want do you want the key players in this and their star sign? Because I know that helps. I do. Okay. <laughs> I want you to lay it out <laughs> thick for me. Princess Diana, a cancer. Camilla Parker Bowles, another cancer. Prince Charles, Scorpio, the enemy of cancers. Uh, we've got Queen Beth, Taurus. Phil, Gemini. Dodia fired, Aries. And then the death itself happened in Virgo season. And the OG Charles Diana marriage happened in Leo season. So that's really like setting up the board for you. That's all the key players. And what do we know of cancers? Cancers are known for being emotional people who understand how prevalent a role they they play to the mind. That doesn't make any sense, that sentence. Cancers can find that people may not be completely honest or sharing with them. While they do value their emotions, they may overreact or blow a problem out of proportion. So that's Diana, that's Camilla, and that's the driver. So keep that, bear that in mind. So the, there's lots of theories with this. So one being that Diana was pregnant and pregnant by a Muslim man um, and being with her affiliation to the British royal family who are noted white supremacist, racist pieces of shit. They couldn't have poor little Harry and William having a, a mixed race sibling. So... So apparently Dinah had to- Dinah and Dodie had rang Muhammad the week, just just days before this uh, whole ha- thing happened, the car crash, their deaths, um, and said to Muhammad that, that she was pregnant and they were going to have a child, but that was, the idea was unpalatable to the British state. Um, wow. Mr. Fayyad said the royal family could not accept that an Egyptian Muslim could even eventually be the stepfather of the future King of England. And they, they and so he, that was his reasoning that he that they plotted to kill her off. Like Muhammad Al Fayed is big into the, into these conspiracies. He is like mm. number one. They were murdered by the royal family, and he pay, he's paid like millions in like private investigators, and ve- like various legal teams and stuff to sort of get to the bottom of this. Although it's still kind uh-huh. of up in the air until I, until today. I wrote that. Lot. I think if I died in mysterious circumstances, I'd want my parents to go on a crusade to find out the truth. Spend millions. I love, I love that. Yeah. Keep your face yeah. in the headlines. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're Definitely. still talking about her. She's still on plates, you know? She's on every mm. nan's plate. I mm. famously wanted a um, Princess Diana beanie baby. <laughs> having Not knowing who she was at the age of six or whatever. But really wanting, because it was like a special limited edition, um, one of the bears with like a little white flower on it for Diana. And I was like, yeah. God, and it was in a special glass case in Eldon Square in Newcastle in this little shop. And I was like, God, that would look lovely in my bedroom. I can see you with a Princess Diana beanie baby. I think it would. The bears were like yeah. the most legit ones, weren't they? They were like the expensive ones. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. Like, I remember I had a Beanie Baby like annual one year with all of the <laughs> different Beanie Babies and their birthdays and their poems and their names and stuff. Honestly, it was the best book I've ever ever owned in my entire life. And they had the Princess Diana Bear on one of the pages and it had lyrics to a song um, or it had like a long poem. And I remember when I was probably about eight or nine, I had this, I memorised the words and I made up a tune and I made up like a song for this Princess Diana Bear and I used to sing it all the time. Do you want to give us a few bars now or? I can't remember it now, but... um... (laughs) I reckon you'll look back now and you've actually written Darius Colourblind and you didn't even (laughs) realise. This is like when uh, 9-11 happened and Amy wrote a poem about her guinea pig dying on the same day and that being more important. <laughs> really taking like a national like... crisis and turning it right back bound to see what ha- what's in it for Amy. <laughs> it was called A Day to Remember. <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming up to 30 years since the, the, poor, the poor lad died. <laughs> oh, I mean... Is, um, what was your guinea pig's name? Dusty. Oh, Dusty, Dusty. Yeah. Do you think Dusty's um, name is on engraved on the Freedom Tower? Uh, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember this. Um, you should this go up there. You, <laughs> you should go with a, with a compass and just carve it in. <laughs> you definitely I'll just get shot. Lay out a bunch of. I'll lay out a bunch of straw um, <laughs> and like play, place it on the memorial. Do a reading at the fifth um, anniversary um, in September. See what happens. <laughs> See how I'm that goes for an you. Invite. I really am. <laughs> it's what I deserve. I I remember that the piece started off with everyone will remember this day for one reason, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I'm really pleased with the like sense of perspective that I've carried with me all of my yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> I can't wait for that to get leaked to the press. Once you become like, even like medium famous i'm gonna leak that and get you vilified oh please do please do i, I deserve it i want to be cancelled for my dead guinea pig you'll have a double page spread in that's life magazine <laughs> that's Heartless. not life unfortunately <laughs> that's, that's not death. life that's death speaking of death um so Diana and Do- Dodie had called like a press conference like for the day after their actual deaths and everyone believes that it was to announce the pregnancy but obviously that never happened. Um, Diana herself obviously sent that letter to Paul Burrell ages ago believed that she was going to be killed by the establishment and yeah, she was she was pretty like... Well, because she said planning an accident in my car. She literally said these words to, to Paul Did Burrell. She, really? she says... Um, they are planning an accident in my car, brake failure and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for Charles to marry, it read. So literally exactly oh how she died. So she she sort of predicted her death. Jesus. Or maybe they read that and took inspo. Who knows? So the obviously those letters are kind of like eerily prescient. And um, yes, yeah, so when and she had experienced problems with her car before with like brakes failing and stuff. And her bodyguard had had also died in an accident that she believed had been a conspiracy because basically, I mean, we saw this with Megan recently. Like if you're associated with the royal family, if you're in the firm or whatever, you have protection. And they sent, they basically just got rid of Diana's protection and she had to sort of like pay out of pocket and stuff for her own bodyguards. 
Wow. So there was she she became at this point she was very obviously a huge public figure, but she had limited security and was mm. incre- got increasingly paranoid. There was famously a lot of animosity between her and Philip. They they, they really didn't get along. I mean, who would? He's a cunt. R.I.P. Souls. I mean, he's he's literally in the ground today, and he is his funeral today. He's being laid to rest in fifteen minutes, apparently. Is he? According oh my god, to my mother. Bless. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's on it. Lisa's, Lisa's got Sky watching, News out. Lisa's watch, watching the fu- uh, the funeral. Watching um, him go she... down live. Maybe yeah. it'd be like um, get your own back, and he gets gunged. I hope he does. Did actually? Did you see? He has been working on converting his Land Rover into a hearse for the past sixteen years. And I that's saw what... that psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got low key respect for that because <laughs> I uh, I intend to plan my funeral. When it, when it looks like I'm going out, like, I will start planning my funeral and I want to be, you know, carried in there in style. But... <laughs> <laughs> I want to just it's be, like, like slid along like the a... floor. <laughs> just, like, half an hour past call time. Everyone's, like, getting a bit tetchy. And I, like, my body just suddenly gets flung out on the floor. Like, one of those, like, bowls games. No, one, the ones with, like, um, curling. But then just, like, slid and it bangs into the, the like, the pews at the front. And everyone screams. And I have to get up off the pew and drag you up into the front and then do a reading. And you've got you've not paid for a full size coffin. You can only afford like one of the kid ones. So you just like cr- you're like a good like Ram, thirty there. minutes of physical comedy of you trying to shove my body in there. Full on rigor mortis happening. And I'm like both of my fingers have like frozen in like two swears. And you're like, oh god, sorry. Like everyone's there getting really like het up about it. And you're like still, even though your your life has has gone out, uh, you're still trying to do the splits every single oh, yeah. time I try and shove you in there. <laughs> it's my body's like natural reaction, and then holding a sparkler as well, I reckon. Um, so another theory is that um, the the guy, the the other cancer guy, Henry Paul. By the way, when I say Henry Paul, it's probably like Henri, because it's got an I on the end. Oh, oui. It's French, Henri. Henri Paul. I don't know how that goes down. There's also a, a speculation that he could have intentionally caused the crash. He was, and he was like a hired agent, and the his his death was actually an accident because he had intended to sort of spin the car out and kill her and Dodie, but to escape himself. But um, because he was drunk, apparently his blood alcohol was quite high, and people also think he was spiked. There's also there's all sorts of stuff going on with that one. There was also things like bright flashes and strange vehicles along the road. Like <gasps> numerous people saw this specific little white car that wasn't seen exiting the tunnel, but that was apparently the car that caused them to swerve and then it disappeared. And there was like a bit of vibes on with that. And then there was finally one about uh, her medical care at the scene being sabotaged because she didn't die like immediately in the crash. And she only looked like she had head injuries, but then they ha- she had like massive internal bleeding and everything. And people think that the doctors in, in France had like deliberately given her, well, the specific doctors that she had had deliberately sabotaged her um, her treatment and just caused a lot more damage than it should have done. Wow. Just like going in there and just like poking around and putting Yeah, like opening her things. up. Like, do you know like in Mr. Bean when he drops M&Ms in, in the dead body in the surgery? Do you ever watch Mr. Bean the movie? No, I hate slapstick oh. more than I hate anything else in the world. Okay, I... well, a, f- a famous scene, he drops M&Ms into, like, an open body. Um, and then it's he takes them out and eats them. I think that's funny, Amy. 
I mean, it could have been that. could have been Skittles. Who knows? Some kind of hard candy was maybe dropped in her. I don't know. Having a good old giggle. Mm. Why not? And do you remember, so this was maybe last year when Anonymous, Anonymous, the, the group which we have taken our cover art from, the Guy Fawkes mask wielding nerds on the internet, Mm. just the the cavalry of nerdy virgins incels after black lives matter happened they were doxing people on the side of the activists and everything and they were like scrambling police radios and doing all sorts of stuff like apparently had all this power along and didn't do anything with it but uh, until then and part of their kind of like weird campaign they were doing was uh leaking information leaking privileged information and one of them was about princess diana and apparently they'd got like testimonies from the guy that had set up her death, like an actual assassin, and hired MI6 assassin, or MI5, whatever one is the one that we, is like local. You know the local assassins? Local spies. Not international spies, local spies. He had like, uh, basically admitted to it and everything, and they had like a record of that. And Anonymous claimed that Princess Diana was aware that the royal family had had links to paedophilia, child sex trafficking and everything and that charles was involved in it and she knew way more information than she should have done and that was the reason they killed her off Mm. the thing is that's like not to side with anonymous but no (laughs) (laughs) but that's probably not far from the truth princess diana knowing loads and like a risk of leaking things out because the thing is like at this point she became like an enemy of the royal family right and they yeah. treated her like shit. And also, like, she mentally, she, like, she just wasn't well. And I guess if she had stuff that she knew or suspected or, you know, could reveal some information to people that could help them piece together some, like, really horrific stuff that would expose the royal family for the, like, horrid pedo lizard aristocracy they are, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you kill her off? Exactly. It's kind of like when it's, it's like QAnon, like the basis of wealthy, well-connected people being involved in child sex trafficking, which we know happens because Jeffrey Epstein was famously caught and arrested for that. And then they've like taken that and then kind of turned it into like Trump is the savior of of QAnon and, you know, is going to avenge everyone and like celebrities drink children's blood. Like you kind of, you take it a bit, a bit, a little bit far. There's definitely like an element of truth to it. But um... I'm going to join Anonymous now. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> I think they'd welcome me with open arms. You'll be good on a forum. I bet you love a forum. Oh, yeah. I love a forum. Was it me or you? Like, I literally can't remember my own past, but who was banned from the Sims 2 forum. Oh, that was me. It yeah. was you. I was on yeah. it under the, the username Jimmy Cool Sim, <laughs> where I'd talk to I my think... favourite Sims creators and be like, wow, I uh, loved that recent uh, photo gallery you did of your Sims. <laughs> Why were you banned again? Um, I had an argument about religion with an American. (laughs) (laughs) I I told them God wasn't real and then got into a flame war and was banned. Got banned from the Sims 2 forum. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, Richard Dawkins. I know. We were fucking in. This is why you don't have, like, get with 16 year olds. We're in fucking insufferable. I know. Yeah. There's. Like, like, Diana was probably on Neopets, wasn't she? That's why, that's why it all fell apart. She wouldn't get off Neopets. Charles was like, Diana, come and see this castle. And she's like, nah, mate, I've got to, I've got to get that bit of quiche or whatever it was. The bit of omelette, the, the prize bit of omelette. I'm in negotiations with that, like, swamp witch. <laughs> with the witch, Leave with the omelette. 
Exactly. That's why you don't fuck 16-year-olds. Hi, it's me, Joe O'Meara, from Celebrity Big Brother when I was a racist. I just breed dogs now. I've got dogs, 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 dogs coming out my ears. I've got little ones, medium-sized ones, and big fat ones that kill toddlers. Get your dogs now. Come down to my current address where I live. I don't have a website or Twitter because I don't know those things. Bloody hell. I'm Joe O'Meara. Come get your dogs. This is a public service announcement from the British government. We are facing a new crisis in our society and we are calling on all civilians to act now. We've heard concerning reports that an increasing number of people are straining too hard when they go for a shit and our brave NHS workers are having to deal with an unprecedented wave of enormous bulging haemorrhoids. People across the UK are bleeding profusely from their arseholes and we must stop this emergency before we hit crisis point and are forced to replace all foods with a fibre-rich nutritional supplement. People with IBS are particularly at risk of this, so as a precaution we are asking all gay people to stay vigilant and limit their bowel movements to once per week. But we as citizens must all play our part in stopping the nation's assholes from streaming with blood. And so, the British government has partnered with the most far-reaching and popular podcast of all time and asking Sticky Leaks listeners to do your bit. You can stop the roid crisis by showing others the right way to expel your bowels, rather than leaving them to the perils of misinformation we are asking all Sticky Leaks listeners to go outside to the most populated location you can find in your local area and curl one out in front of as many unsuspecting passers-by as possible. That way, you can spread your cheeks and the message that we, the British people, say no to haemorrhoids. By curling one out, you will be helping to stop the crisis of haemorrhoids before it's too late. Stay vigilant. Stay safe and curl one out for your country. Um, so, what actually happened? I will tell you. What do you think happened, Amy? I think it was some kind of setup by Phil and Beth just to yeah. get everyone, you know, hush-hushed. And take control of the situation. Absolutely, cold-blooded lizard type vibes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They're you know they're powerful. You know they can do whatever the fuck they want. She was too, too much of a beautiful, gorgeous live wire to risk her fucking about all over the world doing Absolutely. her own thing, running their their name through the mud. Yeah. Well, you're not far off, but you're actually you are very far off. What actually happened? Okay. But don't, I mean, like, you're, you're kind of on side with most of the internet theorists, so, like, you know, don't take that too much, too hard. But um, what actually happened is, I was, I was quite interested to read this particular dossier. Really blew my mind, actually. The clue all along was, obviously, in the stars. I mean, you as look at it. As it always is. As it always is. So, it actually links back to me as a child back in the day in Newcastle. I was six years old at the time of this this supposed accident. And the papers at the time called it 
the crash that was heard around the world. But was it? Because I didn't hear it, and I was alive. I didn't hear anything. That raised my suspicions a little bit, Amy. Because I'm a, I was a young child in Newcastle at the time. My family didn't own a car. I didn't care about the royals. Yet I was drawn to that particular beanie baby in Eldon Square, the little purple bear with Diana's rose on it. What had drawn me to Princess Diana, someone I'd never met or heard of or cared about, a car crash, didn't have a car, don't care about cars, and Paris, never been babes, didn't care about it. Why was I so invested in that bear? What was going on was there was celestial powers at play. There was a gigantic Cancerian link orchestrated by a powerful Cancerian witch emanating from Newcastle around about that time. And the responsible party in all of this, the murderess, was a young Cancerian woman who herself wanted to be Diana and therefore orchestrated her crash through Cancerian witch magic so she could eventually take Diana's role in the spotlight because people's princess, everyone fucking loves her. Everyone's still got a face on plates. Of course you want a bit of that. So this powerful Cancerian witch from Newcastle took issue with it, got involved, and used her little spells to crash the car. Any guesses who that might have been, Amy? I don't know. Who who could it have been? I've never heard of Newcastle, so that's that's me stumped. But um, oh, I forget. Please tell Sorry, me. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Know, you it don't really exist beyond Watford, do you? Who killed Princess Diana? It was Cheryl Cole. Oh my god. <laughs> you can act, try and act a bit more surprised. <laughs> but I mean, the the fact, like, the evidence was all there. Like, she styles herself as a girl next door, the people's princess. So here's a quote from a newspaper. Cheryl Cole acts more like a princess, at least according to Simon Cowell, the ex-factor judge who sacked her from the US version of the show only two weeks into filming, blah, 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 has compared Mrs. Cole to the late princess of Wales. She was like Princess Diana when she'd walk out in England, he said yesterday. I mean, there you go. There's evidence. She did do it. Why would you compare her to Princess Diana if she didn't kill her? Think about it, Amy. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's some powerful magic, that is. He also, Simon Cowell, branded Cheryl Cole a witch. (laughs) (laughs) During... um, a audition round in, in Cardiff, Wales, reports the Daily Star. There was an aspiring singer called Lee Vaughan, and he joked during auditions that his Halloween-born daughter was a witch. It was then when Cowell, 50, turned to Cheryl, 27, and said, I've got one on my right as well. Witch. So she's been exposed as a witch with an affiliation with Princess Diana, and someone who's clearly wanted to take Diana's place in the cultural consciousness. Mm. I mean, it's all fucking adding up. It really um, is, James. Because there's there's also evidence impressed. of a a witch by the name of Goody Cole in a place called Hampton in America, who was a a, a foul tempered foul tempered misanthrope imbued with magical powers. She's been feared and pitied, and has achieved minor cult status as a witch and renowned victim of a cruel belief system. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds like so, a legend. So she's clearly been around for a lot longer than 27 years, Simon Cowell. She's clearly this goody Cole. I've taken this, by the way, from a website by a woman called Cheryl Lassiter, whose website just says, Trump is my president. (laughs) So there you go. Also, Cheryl. Exactly. Another Cheryl. So she's exposing goody Cole. (laughs) So all in all, Cheryl Cole is a witch who longed to be the nation's sweetheart, the people's princess, England's rose. Where did she get a big old rose tattooed? On her ass, And what, like, 
she's like princess diana england rose okay how about i get a giant rose on my ass to be like fuck you stay in the grave bitch this is my time to shine oh cancers be like that this is the can this is the curse yeah. of the cancer the curse of the crab you know this is not off base for a cancer to do something like this cause like an international witchy conspiracy kill a princess and replace her in the hearts and the minds of the nation via x factor i think that's not at all out of the question for a cancer definitely not and also to like have a rose tattooed on your ass so that you are undermining the people's princess whenever you have a shit and it gets literally shit yeah she shits through diana's legacy every time she goes to the toilet (laughs) (laughs) it it makes me mad james it makes me so mad when she's feeding bear pain and then runs off for a little squirt. Every single time it's an insult. That's definitely a witch thing. A continual insult to the memory of that person to keep her at bay. I mean, Diana has every right to come back as a ghost and sort of fuck Cheryl's life up. But I think through that routine celestial insult, it kind of keeps Diana's memory at bay, I think, a little bit and her presence. I mean, if Diana was alive, there's no way that Simon Cowell would let Cheryl Cole be on X Factor panel. He'd be like, Diana, they're, they're the same spec, you know? Yeah, People's that's princess very vibes. True. So and Cheryl like, would never have liked that. This is why she did it in the first place, because she wanted to make sure her path to X Factor was clear. Because mm. without that, how would she have met her um, teenage husband and had a baby called Bear Pain? That's very true. I guess that I'm seeing a couple of parallels here. Mm. You know, there's also this, Thank you. like significant age gap. Um, yeah. With her and her husband. She's had a couple of failed marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, not dissimilar. She's... Um, probably got an affiliation with landmines i'd say <laughs> i reckon if you go around cheryl's house she's probably got a few knocking about i wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't put that past her also she cheryl is born the day before princess diana and would have been 14 at the time of her death which is i think and i think you'll agree 14 is definitely old enough to enact a machiavellian power grab i completely and, but, agree but also young enough to avoid suspicion yeah so, 14 is a dangerous age isn't it it is a dangerous age especially in newcastle and I do want yeah. to stress that. <laughs> 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 like, 14 with the ancient water sign crab magic, which you can use either, you know, for good or to uh, blind a driver <laughs> and cause a fatal crash. <laughs> and do you know what? The like, ancient crab magic ritual. <laughs> that's what cancers do. I mean, I can obviously another motivation for Cheryl is the age, the age old conflict between blondes and brunettes as well. And brunettes often do feel slighted by blondes. And mm. Diana was a very famous blonde. So, again, more motivation for young 14-year-old Cheryl Cole at the time. 14 slash also probably in her 400s. Because she was also that witch from uh, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's um, like on Twilight when they're, like, stuck as, as teenagers forever or, like, young people forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It can happen, can't it? She's got great skin. Do you remember that... In her first audition on Pop Stars, uh, no, is it she on? She was on Pop. Oh yeah, Pop Stars, The Rivals, because she was on Girls yeah. Aloud. Um, and she comes in really quiet and does a small song, and Pete Waterman just goes like, "You've got lovely skin," and she goes, "Oh, thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, that's an, oh, that's lovely. That thank you. <laughs> like, what on earth was that about? <laughs> Oh, maybe she's like she's like feeding off you know it's it's a it's a well-known thing that like the royal family do drink the blood of young people it goes without saying yeah 
Shaz has probably got involved in that as well, and that's why Heskin's so lovely and well, so captivating. Yeah. Um, I mean, water sign, water, you know, she stays hydrated, but, you know, the plan was masterful. Got to really hand it to Cheryl. She did get her place on X Factor. Sadly, she wasn't allowed on X Factor US because her accent was, like, completely indiscernible. But, um, and she never got to meet Chloe Kardashian, aka the, the host, lol. But she had a few good years. She was in the consciousness for a while. But she then was replaced. Do you remember who she was replaced by on X Factor? Um, I actually don't know. Come on. Who who mentored Little Mix? I genuinely don't know. My Little Muffin. Oh my god, yes, I do. I do know. It's the female boss. Talisa. And guess what sign Talisa is? No. She's a cancer. Is she a crab? She's a crab as well. Honestly, this oh goes all the way god. to the top. These fucking crabs. These meddlesome crabs. Talisa got in there, usurped Cheryl, and then coincidentally had a sex tape leak and got caught with drugs. Who orchestrated that? Crab magic. Cheryl did again. Of course she did. Oh my God. She took Talisa out, but then just kind of floundered and didn't really do anything with it. She didn't really replace her. Nicole Scherzinger kind of did. And as we all know, Nicole Scherzinger is like an ancient god and can't be usurped. She has no ties to the human realm or to, you know, to any kind of semblance of reality she just sort of exists <laughs> and has the best think... version of memory by cats oh she does i think I like that. the thing is it seems to me as though once um cheryl took talisa out that was enough for her she doesn't mm. doesn't necessarily want that kind of fame back for herself but what she wants is destruction and that's a really kind of like sneaky cancer trait i think i don't trust cancers and i think we yeah. should all be a bit more mindful of their devious plans because they come across as like very emotional and sensitive. Nah, exactly. there's always something lurking under the surface. It's violent, especially mm. this particular one. She's absolutely fucking off her, off her head to that one. <laughs> but can you guess then, as the pattern continues, who will be the next cancer to take the place, to take the, the time in the spotlight and to be taken down by Miss Cole? Slash Tweedy slash Fernandez Cassini. <laughs> Um, a very, very famous young woman, probably the most famous person in music, I would say, the new cancer on the block. Is it Billie Eilish? Um, no, careful. <laughs> Think more famous than Billie Eilish. I don't know any famous people. Am I? An, am You'll I being an definitely idiot? know who she is. Am I an American dense? singer. She's younger than both of these other women. She's younger than us. She is like kind of like the it thing right now. Has been for like a few years, I would say, until a potential orchestrated car crash. I don't know, James. You tell me. Petite, small, high voice. Thank you, I next. Would, oh, Ariana Grande. Another cancer. <gasps> and you know what? She's next. So Ariana, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, stay safe, girl. She's coming for you. The Tweedy. <laughs> with her crab magic. <laughs> She's going to be snipping away at that ponytail. That Watch foul-tempered out. misanthrope. <laughs> Snips Ariana's got... ponytail with a, with a crab claw. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I there mean... you have it. Prince Diana was wow. killed by Cheryl Tweedy because of, uh, of cancerian jealousy. And X Factor. I can see that. And I guess also, like, you know when you watch, like, mystery cop mystery dramas or like crime dramas they always catch the culprit because they leave clues and Mm -hmm. return to sort of the scene of of the crime 
I know that a Cheryl Cole been to Paris. I would yeah. imagine that Girls Aloud did some tours there. But also, I think it's interesting that she had a child and named him Bear after the mm. Princess Diana Bear. <gasps> oh my God, Amy. Another breadcrumb. <laughs> it's hilarious, isn't it? Like, it's right in front of you. And she, she's doing this to mock us. I mean, famously yeah. quiet, like a, a foul-tempered misanthrope, obviously. But um, always had a little cheeky glint in her eye, didn't she? She did. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. You're right up my street. You are right up my street. And you know what? Like, probably the clues are all in the songs as well. Like, Sound of the Underground. What's underground? <gasps> Diana's Coffin. And the tunnel. And the tunnel. <laughs> the Sound of the Underground is the car crash. <laughs> The sound of the underground is the sound of a car spinning out of control. She's sick. No good advice. Of course she doesn't want any good advice because she wants to murder people. <laughs> you can't mistake my biology. What's in her biology? Her cancerian witch magic and uh, contempt. It's all there. <laughs> Here I am, a walking primrose. That's her gloating that she's walking around. Shitting out of her rose ass. (laughs) (laughs) Doing shits out of her rose covered bum. (laughs) Just imagine what that looks like with a poo coming out of it, though. Imagine, um, you know, you're just walking through Hyde Park casual and you see Shell Cole popping a squat, shitting the Princess Diana Memorial Fountain out of her rose bum. (laughs) Bear in one arm, (laughs) a Siggy in the other. I can see it. I really can. I, it's quite visual. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm I'm kind of nervous speaking about it. Honestly, I'm ne- I'm nervous for this episode to come out because I just how is she going to get us? Stay away from water, Amy. Just in case. I, I've never don't been. have a shower. Don't have a bath. Don't go near the sea or, or rivers. Well, I shan't be going near the sea anytime soon. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, I forget that you're contemptuous of the sea, even I though am. sand helps cure coronavirus. But whatever. Yeah, but it's for my own protection. I'm an earth sign. I need to stay yeah. away from water. You don't get nipped by a crab uh, or hit by a tidal wave. Exactly. So um, yeah, watch wow. out for Cheryl Cole <laughs> is the takeaway this week. She's a Machiavellian um, nightmare crab. She's a nasty piece of work. She's a nasty piece of work. Why <laughs> can't I do a Geordie accent? I'm literally a Geordie. I can't do a Geordie accent. Because you keep claiming the place as your own, but... It is. It's if I not. was on Drag Race, I would do the Angel of the North as my hometown look in the first episode. And that you can't take that away from me. I would. I've got it all planned out. Just like Cheryl had it all planned out. Literally. <laughs> Another clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what would well you do for your hometown look for Maidenhead? Because all you have are, is Rolf Harris and Theresa May. So. Uh, P- I would have to go to pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to ask you. Imagine me how trying you... to, exp- <laughs> so trying to just... explain to the drag race producers that the only thing that's come out of Maidenhead is Theresa May and paedophiles. It'd be like when Tia like, Coffee dresses to... Alan Turing, and you're on stage like trying to be like, no, yeah, this re- does not. This does not read paedophile to you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just have a suit with kids on it or something. I don't know. Oh, God. 
Anyway, I do, I do a I do a Utica and have a wig made of made of baby dolls, and then be fat phobic to the judges. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and myself. Yeah. Well um, then. Well, James, thank you so much for for solving this. Honestly, um, anytime. On today, as we speak, Prince Philip's being ground into the grave, and I'm glad that we expose the royal family uh, for what they are, but also exposed a more prescient villain that mm. um, is going to be a bigger risk to the world than some old dead lizards. So, um, yeah. Yeah, an out-of-control crab. Mm. So, you know, R.I.P. Phil, and keep your eyes peeled for Cheryl. God, Phil must be fucking bricking himself, going down to hell, and the diners there just fucking, like, knuckle-duster... Oh, Run, she's ready, isn't ready she? Ready to fucking go, honestly. She'll I mean, be like in her office, feet on the feet on the desk with a nail file and a bit of chewing gum, just waiting for him. <laughs> oh, oh! Let's go, cunt! Wait. Come on, round two. <laughs> I can't wait to go to hell and die and find out what happened. Gosh. Oh my god! Yeah. The scrap of the century. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, right. uh, rip pip, rip pip, rip pip, rip pip, rip die, rip die, um, rip die, rip pip, and stay away from Cheryl Cole. Stay away from Cheryl Cole, a bitch, a nightmare. Okay, love you all. Stay sticky. Love you. Goodbye. T T Y L. Bye. <laughs>